With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. This is Vubang. And actually, this is Vubang, the city planner, because we have something to talk about. Expansion. Yeah, there's a very, very special episode about expansion. Thank you, Adam Silver. I never heard why they're talking about expansion. Like now, you know, like all of a sudden I heard a report about it. I was like, oh, okay. We're talking expansion now. Uh, it's because it, it would inject a shit ton of money in a very small amount of time. I mean, that that's what I was guessing, yeah. but that's the that's the only reason, right? It's not like, oh, we need some expansion. But they're like, if there's expansion teams, like the fee would be that injection, that influx of money. That is the reason, right? That's the reason why it's brought up now. But by bringing up, it's really because... Adam Silver has always said no, but for the first time ever since he's become commissioner, he said they're looking into it. Yeah. Like he's they haven't said yes, but he just says we're thinking about it now. And and this is like in your wheelhouse because like this has to do with cities. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think my my two greatest interests in life are city planning and basketball, and so there's nothing I love to do more than to talk about new arenas. Um, and I don't know if you do, you're doing this, but I, I plan on visiting all of the basketball arenas I can. No. In, I, in the country. You're not trying to do that? You're not trying to watch every game in every arena? No, no. I've, I've never even thought about that, to be honest. But that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty fun experience to watch an away game. How many have you been to? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think six or seven so far. What's the best place um, you've been to? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the worst is still uh, Oracle. <laughs> I mean, we all know that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a tie. I mean, in terms of facilities, uh, the Sacramento Kings Arena. I mean, this is outside, obviously, um, Chase Center, but the Sacramento Kings Arena is amazing. It's designed by like a Swedish or Scandinavian architect, and the walls open up all the way, so you, you're basically you have an indoor outdoor um, gallery space. It's located next to all of these cool bars and restaurants, and it's it's an amazing building. If you if any Warrior fans haven't seen a Warriors game in Sacramento, I highly recommend it when when we're able to again. Um, in terms of fan experience, though, I think right off the bat, what I wanted to talk about is: Do you remember last year when the Warriors played an away game in Seattle? Yes, or the year before? Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. That was fantastic. I mean, there hadn't been an, an NBA basketball game there since the Sonics left. And it was the return of KD, you know, the uh, the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And so I got to fully experience what a Seattle Supersonics um, game would be like. Um, stayed with a friend and living in Seattle. Um, took a took a lift over to downtown. Did a bunch of bar hopping next to Key Arena. Got into the arena early. You know, got a special poster commemorating key arena they they did the basketball game there because um, rick welts used to be used to work there and so he's a lifelong um, uh, seattle guy and it was great i mean they they katie came out in a in a a, a, um, um, a sonics jersey he was wearing a sean kemp jersey um, there was a bunch every single ex sonic was there except for sean kemp which was funny 
I took pictures with Detlef Shrimp afterwards and Joe Lakeup. That 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 city deserves um, uh, a basketball team. It, it'll be incredible when the Sonics come back. Does Detlef Shrimp still have the flat top and the little mullet in the back? He he does not have the mullet in the back, but he definitely does still have a flat top. Yeah. But I also couldn't tell because I can only see the bottom of his chin. <laughs> in my photo, yeah. Yeah, Seattle is even though they they smacked the Warriors in the 1992, 91. What what playoffs were those when when Sean Kemp uh, threw it down on Alton Lister so bad? I, I thought it was 93. Yeah, that was the year they before they drafted Chris Webber, right? 92. So it must okay. be the 90, 91-92 season. Yeah. Um, I think that was the season because they were – I think the year before they were the number seven seed and they upset the Spurs. And then it was like all of a sudden the Warriors were like in the top four of the Western Conference. And then they got smacked by the, uh, by the, by the Sonics. But, um, yeah, I mean like if there's going to be two expansion teams – so obviously Seattle, you're feeling like, so what else would you like to see? And what goes into the whole process of, I don't know, like figuring out who actually deserves a team? That's the million dollar question, right? Because if you think about all of the teams, all the cities that have teams right now, just looking at the size of the cities and the sort of income and everything, it's so surprising why some cities have an NBA basketball team and some don't. Um, if we think about the breakdown of all of them, right? I think there's a few factors. It's it's really around population and spending, how much they're willing to spend on the team. Um, this is why when, um, God, who owns the Clippers again? <laughs> uh, Bomber, Steve Bomber. Yes. When Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers, everybody thought that he'd move them to Seattle. Um, but his response was basically, why would I move the Clippers from one of the largest media markets in the country to a smaller one? me being the second team in LA is worth more than owning a team in Seattle, which is crazy to think, right? We, we always cap on the Clippers for not having any fans, but they have more fans. Like they pull from a population that is greater than most NBA teams, uh, even if some of them are Laker fans. Yeah. If you think about, if you look at the top, if you look at, I'm going to name off the top cities in America in terms of population and tell me which ones surprise you. Okay. Number one is New York. Number two is LA. So two two of the top teams have two teams each, right? Then you have Chicago, Houston. Um, so those are the four largest media markets, right? Then you pull in Philadelphia and then Phoenix and then C- San Antonio. So that's that's when it ends. That's when all of the, when you think about population um, leading to an NBA basketball um, team. Number eight is San Diego. Like we literally took the Clippers from San Diego and moved them to LA and number 10 is San Jose, which will never have a basketball team because when Joe Lacob bought the Warriors, the NBA said, you get the whole Bay Area. Just like the that Giants. That was part of the sale. Just like the Giants. Yeah, the whole Giants thing we could talk about even further because <laughs> I have issues with that as well. But And number 11 is Honolulu, which will never get a team because of travel. Like, Can you imagine getting a flight from Toronto to Honolulu? Uh, number 12 is Austin. You can't have – I mean, I guess you can, but – four teams in one state. Um, yeah. Number 13 is Indianapolis. So in Indiana already has a team number 14 in Jacksonville. That's why Jacksonville always comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty large city and number 15 is San Francisco and yeah. Number 16 is Columbus. 17 is Charlotte. Then you start getting into sort of 
the smaller mid cities. Yeah. Yeah. So out of all those places, sorry, where does Seattle rank? You said they were top 10. No, Seattle's a small city. Um, yeah. Oh, there we are. They're the 22nd largest city between Memphis and Denver. Huh? And- oh, they're, they're bigger than Boston. And then part of it is this is, I mean, this is the, the population of the main city, but if you think about their region as well, I mean, Seattle's pulling from the whole, you get the whole, whole state. Um, and Boston is is pulling from all of New England as well, so yeah, that's that's something to factor in as well. So if you were Adam Silver, like where would you put a team? I mean, going off of that list, clearly there's some cities that have been skipped over, and there's some that probably don't deserve anyone. Where would you put two teams? I mean, number one is Seattle for sure. Um, the only reason why Seattle, and this is totally my opinion, so don't sue me, Adam Silver. The only reason why Seattle never had never got another expansion team or a, a team to move there is because they've been used as leverage to get new arenas, just like LA has been for for the NFL. How so? If you don't have a team in Seattle, and we could talk, I mean, we don't need to talk about OKC getting Seattle, but that was a pretty obvious move after um, Bennett bought the bought the team. But and and Seattle would not build um, another stadium. I mean, they built a stadium for the Mariners and a, a stadium for the Seahawks and did not want to do a third stadium because um, teams make the most money off of owning their stadium and then having a Taylor Swift concert for three days in a row. Right. They get all the money, right? So now that now that all these other NBA cities have gotten their new arenas, right? So since Seattle left, um, the Kings have gotten a new arena. Milwaukee's gotten a new arena, yeah. So any team that was sort of potential going to move, like the two, I, the two most obvious ones are were Sacramento and Milwaukee, right? Those are really, really small, small market teams that could have easily been moved, and not many people would blink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they were used as leverage. Seattle was used as leverage to say, hey, you know, if you don't build um, a team, another arena in Milwaukee or Sacramento we'll move the team to Seattle, which is great leverage for the NBA, Mm. right? But now that there's no other teams that need a new arena, every arena is pretty damn new right now. There's no longer an Oracle that was built in 1965 or whatever it was. Um, It's time for Seattle to get an arena. Um, One of the problems with Seattle's arena is they're building right, right now for their hockey team. And so it'd just be really weird to build another arena that's only for basketball, and so whatever ownership group buys the Sonics, they would potentially be in a remodeled key arena, hockey arena, and they would not own the arena. So Ooh. they would not be as valuable as a team that owns its arena. That's um, like the Warriors. That's rough. Yeah. What's the second city you would pick? This is a tough one, but I have a great, I have a great answer that I think is great. So if you look at population, I mean, San Diego, I mean, they barely, they could not even keep the Chargers. You know, their, 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 their football team. Yeah. Um, San Jose is never going to get one, you know, we're probably the only, we're the only major league sport that has, um, um, a minor league baseball team in our city. And then the major league team in the smaller city in terms of the giants, (laughs) um, Honolulu will never get a team. Austin, not likely Jacksonville, not likely Columbus. My, my theory is, I mean, this is what everybody's saying too, is, is really Las Vegas because Las Vegas has a population, um, that's there. 600,000 people. I mean, if you look at the middle tier number of cities between like 19 and 30, they all have a population around 600 something, including Seattle. So these are the cities that are the size of Denver, Boston, Nashville, Baltimore, OKC, Louisville, Portland, and Vegas is number 30. 
the great thing about Vegas, can you tell me what you think about the great thing about Vegas is? Out of all those cities above them. I mean, it's Vegas. <laughs> uh, gambling. <laughs> um, uh, people go there. I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's tons of things. But that's like- the greatest. That's the greatest. Let me tell you what the opposite of Vegas is. The opposite of Vegas is when I went to a, a Milwaukee Brewers baseball game once, right? In Milwaukee against the San Diego Padres, right? When you go into a Dodger stadium and you're watching a, a Dodgers game, how what percentage of the people are wearing the opposite team, like the Red Sox or? Uh, a lot? 20%, 30%? Uh, yeah, yeah, because you have a lot of people 40? in LA from out of town, right? Yeah, guess how, many, guess how many San Diego Padres hats I saw in Milwaukee when I saw the Brewers? Zero. zero. I okay. saw zero Padres hats, yeah. right? Nobody from San Diego is going to Milwaukee yeah. to watch a Padres game. Right. So you end up having to sell all your tickets to local fans. Mm-hmm. What if you had a, a basketball team in Las Vegas? Everybody goes there. It's a tourist city. So you'll, you're going to have people from who are going to plan like their trips to Vegas. Like, oh, like my team is playing there. I'm going to plan around that or just you'll, you'll always have people going. And also it's close to Los Angeles and you'll always have people who can't afford Lakers or Clippers tickets or can't even get them, they'll go to Vegas. Yeah, and if you look at cities below Vegas in population, then you get into Albuquerque, Tucson, Fresno, Sacramento, Long Beach, Kansas City, Fresno, Mesa, Virginia Beach, and then Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, Vegas is the obvious choice. The only There's two setbacks. There's only two things negative about it. The first is that's where we go for summer league. Right. That is the summer league place to go. Like it would totally be weird if there was a Las Vegas rattlesnakes or whatever the hell they name it. And then their season ends and then you go there for summer league. It just would not have the same feel. And the second thing is you're never going to get a home field advantage, home court advantage. You're just never going to get it. We'll see. I think that's actually debatable because like Vegas is constantly growing, growing more than some of those other cities you mentioned, which have you know been around yeah. for a while and been more established. And you're getting more and more people who are like Vegas natives, you know, generations and stuff, kids who are growing up there. The home court advantage, I mean, <laughs> it'll be tough uh, if they were to play like uh, the Lakers. They would never have a home court advantage against the Lakers. But against other teams, you know, I mean, it'll be a good mix, right? Like you said, you're going to get a lot of people from uh, uh, other teams, like the uh, opposing visiting team uh, show up. But you know, as long as they get the money rolling in, it'll be hugely sustainable. Actually, let me restate that. They'll, the home team will have a great advantage because the opposing team will be flying into Vegas. <laughs> it's the same like when you're playing the Heat, when you're playing the Lakers, you know, it's the same sort of hangover. Yeah. Um, Literally the hangover, Vegas hangover. Unless everyone on your team is like Steph Curry and will just go to his hotel room. Yeah, he's going to – where's where Steph? He's over at the chapel. He's at the the, Lux, the Luxor has a chapel? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, honestly, those would be my two choices as well. I mean, I think they're the choices of a lot of folks, and they just make a lot of sense. Seattle, because Seattle, they lost the Sonics, and Vegas, because – I'm my God, man, I would love a team in Vegas just from a very selfish point of view because I would go there and watch games. Like, that would be so much fun. And then imagine if they were good. You have, like, two L.A. teams, you have two NorCal teams, and you have a Vegas team. It's like this amazing triangle of death. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. 
Did you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. The two best things about getting two more teams to come in right now is the first is the expansion fee that uh, the new owners would have to pay would help make up for a lot of the money that's lost right now during the pandemic and, and no attendance. I mean, we're talking like a $2 billion fee, <laughs> right, for an ownership group. Um you know, they're saying that it, it can make up for the short term, but in the long term, you're splitting up TV revenue from 30 to 32. So the overall slice is smaller. Um, so it's essentially a loan. Um, mm-hmm. But from a competitive advantage point of view, you'll finally get Memphis and New Orleans to be in the East. Yes. I mean, the fact that they're in the West is ridiculous. And sure, Min- Minnesota is still sort of on the border. They're still all central time teams, but it's absurd that they're playing in the West. Like as a child growing up, I had literally thought um, that teams in the West were actually on the West without knowing, because I knew basketball before I knew geography. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think baseball as a kid, I would look at like some, because it was only four divisions before. Right. And it was like, wait, that team's all the way over there. So let me ask you, if you were to kind of flip it around and say like, name me like maybe three, four, five basketball cities with a team that you think don't deserve a team? I mean, number one and number two, number three is the Sacramento Kings, (laughs) right? The Sacramento Kings, the only reason why they never moved was, and this is just sheer fucking luck, is Kevin Johnson was the fucking mayor during this, during all this time when the Maloofs were selling. Mm -hmm. If they're, Kevin Johnson is not going to be the Sacramento mayor that loses a basketball team. Like you pick any other mayor in the world other than was Bill Bradley ever a mayor? I mean, what other ex NBA player is going to be the mayor of a local team? Right. It's absurd. And the timing of it was ridiculous. Um, the city of Sacramento spent a shit ton of money that they did not have to build that arena or help build it. I'm not sure what the subsidy was, but I went to sleep chain arena back in the day and it looked like a college gym like a, a, like a Juco basketball court. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Cause I could, I remember one time yelling at the court and the player heard me and looked back <laughs> and I was pretty far back. I was like 20, 30 rows did, up. Did you I have was, a sign for real? <laughs> no, I did not have a sign. <laughs> I'm really glad I went there. Cause at the time it must've been the smallest arena ever, but um, I mean, the new arena is great. It's quote unquote revitalized all of downtown Sacramento. So if you're into economic development, um, and gentrification, then good for you. Then you'll like the new arena. Um, but they spent a lot of money on it. And Sacramento is just like, on a good day, let's just think about this. If we don't think about um, geography and how many miles away things are from each other, during Bay Area traffic, it is faster to get from Sacramento to a, a game in, in San Francisco or in Oakland than it is for me in San Jose to get to a game or it is equal distance, right? And so the fact that living in Sacramento or Vacaville or anywhere in between, you can get to a Kings game or a Warriors game faster or as fast as me in San Jose getting to a basketball game in, in San Francisco is absurd. 
And so the Kings are way too close to the Warriors. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I guess the other ones would be, I mean, I want to say Orlando, but there is a pretty big population there. It's just, they just haven't had the product to keep, to keep things going. I mean, New Orleans, just because of sort of New Orleans and Atlanta for the fan base. I mean, you definitely need teams there um, just because it's for various reasons. Oklahoma city is kind of weird. I think a lot, there's a lot of overlap between the population in Oklahoma city going to Dallas. There's a lot of Dallas is really close to Oklahoma city. Um, I feel like the politics of having um, the New Orleans Hornets at the time playing a few games, playing a whole season in in Oklahoma city led to that um, sort of greasing the wheels. But if we were to just randomly choose, I'm not sure if a Midwestern city so close to the Dallas Mavericks would have been the most ideal location. For a while, it was the Bucks. I would always say the Bucks before Giannis was any good, just because of um, you know where it's located and the population there. Yeah, I think I think the Brooklyn Nets is also an interesting. Case. It's more of a global team than more of a, a local team, mm-hmm. and so it makes sense that they sort of have the Brooklyn brand and they built a brand new arena in the middle of a, a gentrifying city um, better than sort of the swamp that the Nets were in in New Jersey. I don't know if you've seen that arena, but it's sort of like, it literally was, it looked like an industrial waste site. So <laughs> um, that wouldn't have been there for long, but yeah, I feel, I feel like the NBA teams, like once you get a team in Vegas and Seattle, it all sort of makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally down for that. You hear that Adam Silver, make it happen. What do you think about sort of the quality of the number of players that are good? I mean, I feel like it's not going to dilute. The only people that will be affected are the Chinese basketball teams, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the talent level worldwide is greater than it was when they expanded like in the late 80s and early 90s or whatever. So that I'm not, I would never be too concerned about that. And uh, yeah, I just want to say about OKC, it's interesting because I always figured that once they lost, because they came there with KD and Russ, right? And I was like, Man, if they didn't have those guys, they would fall apart. But Sam Presti's done an amazing job to ensure that like they build their team the way that only a team in OKC can really build a team, which is through the draft. And I'm like, yo, man, if they get Cade Cunningham, who I don't know where he's from, but at least he plays at OK State, I'd be like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, for me, it's OKC has always been a question mark for me. I mean, I've been to OKC. It's a great little town. But after hearing the rumors around one of the reasons why KD left was when Obama was elected for president, the whole arena booed. <laughs> I can totally believe that because I was at a Denver Nuggets game at Pepsi Arena when Obama got elected a second time and half the fans were booing, the other half were cheering, which is the difference between a purple state and a red state. Yep, I would recommend, if you care about this stuff, to go to ESPN's attendance report, which they publish every year, uh, it breaks down um, the average and total attendance for all the NBA teams, home and away. Um, so, in terms of home games, if you're looking at the average attendance, number one is Philly, number two is Chicago, number three is the Mavs. Um, Warriors are all the way down to number six. If you look at the away games, like road games, guess guess which teams are one, two, and three. Oh, Warriors, Lakers, uh, Bucks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Lakers, Warriors, Celtics, Raptors. Raptors is interesting. There must be a lot of random Canadians in each of these major cities. But... Yeah, yeah. And then the bottom in terms of attendance are the Grizzlies, oh, the Nets, <laughs> the Suns, the Timberwolves. 
Nets and Timberwolves. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking at the average attendance, if it's super low, um, that's when I guess city teams would be moving. But the Timber, the Suns and the Nets are not moving anytime soon. The Timberwolves, I would watch. They're for sale. They have the third lowest attendance. It's a cold city, yeah. cold weather city in the middle of December to watch a basketball game. Yeah. All right, city planner, Vubang, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And that takes us to the end of another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find us at oaklandwarriors.com. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. And go Dubs. Thank you.